Hello and welcome to another Meta Media Group production of JW360 with your host, JW Nigerian, as he interviews and discusses business, finance, self-development, and lifestyle. Hello everybody, this is JW Nigerian, and I have the pleasure of introducing Anne Convery. How are you doing today, Anne? I'm fine, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. You know that uh, we've been talking for a few years, actually, about getting an interview together, and uh, I met you, I don't know, about uh, two, three years ago? Yeah, I think so. And uh always loved your work and wanted to have you on, and so I'm really happy to have you here finally. So for people who don't know Anne, uh, for 17 years, Anne honed her skills as an international speaker, seminar leader, trainer, and author who's prepared top professionals for Oprah, CNN, 60 Minutes, The Wall Street Journal, and numerous other media outlets, and has delivered over 130 speeches and trainings for corporate and private groups in Barcelona, Madrid, Mexico City, New York, Chicago, Seattle, and California, where we're at right now. Uh, Anne has been interviewed in Los Angeles Times, Elle, Cosmopolitan, ABC TV, Entrepreneur, and many other media. And two books were published by HarperCollins. What were the two books, Anne? Um, one of the books was a, a humorous fiction um, mm-hmm. on romance, and one was the Elder Care Handbook. And I have another book coming out next year. Okay, that's cool. You know, Anne, I, I read this, and I've known you for a while, and I've known you as kind of a quiet person. Mm-hmm. And you, to, to think of you on stage uh, speaking and everything um, is tough, but I know that you really are passionate about what you talk about, so so it's not not, not that much of a stretch. Thank you. I know. I actually actually JW another personality comes out on stage. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've never seen you on stage, so it would it would be it would be different. Though I'd love to see you up there. I hope to see you soon. Great. Thank um, you. Anyway, Anne has the reason Anne's here is not just because she's done all this wonderful stuff. Because to be honest with you, I didn't know she's done a lot of this stuff. But uh, I met Anne a few years back, um, and she was helping out a friend, a mutual friend of ours, at, at a seminar that he had. And she was doing a little um, for free. I think you were doing uh, helping people with their um, elevator pitches. Mm-hmm. You were taking the elevator pitches that they had, and you were reworking them with them. Yes. And I got to sit down with you one-on-one. We hadn't met. And I gave you my elevator pitch, and you worked on it with me, and I was in awe. Oh, and it wasn't you. because you just have a, your, your wordsmith, because that's not what it's about. It's because you have this, um, you have, what would you call it, processes and strategies that work with what you call old uh, lizard brain or old brain. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, wanted, I wanted to talk to you today because I was so impressed, and every time I do my, my uh, elevator speech, by the way, has changed many times over the last years as I have worked and done different things. But I always keep in mind everything that you taught me about high, you know, the high impact in numbers, and, mm-hmm. and we can, maybe we can talk about that a little bit today. But sure. I always keep in mind everything you taught me, and it's, been, it's made it not only easier, but it's made my elevator pitch really stand out. And so... Anyway, so I wanted to talk to you about what is the old brain, what is the lizard brain, and why is it so important? Sure. Um, the the uh, the lizard brain is a four hundred and fifty thousand year old brain. It's basically, it's akin to the unconscious, and we've all got it. And um, I've been teaching people for the past six years to to pay attention to this brain, to speak to it, because this is a brain that. Um, triggers decisions. About a year ago, I read a book called Neuromarketing by Patrick Wenbroz and Christoph Warren, and I was astonished to find that they have what they call the six rules of the old brain. Um, were my six rules of the old brain. We called it different things. I called it the lizard brain. Um, but it was exactly the same thing, and that they're, they now really know why people buy. They know what exactly what turns you off and what and, and, and what makes people buy. And I and I don't, in an elevator pitch, nobody's nobody's going to buy, but they do buy you, and right. they and they buy you in literally within within three to five to seven seconds. You're either in or you're out. 
Okay, and this is what, and this is what you're <clears throat> famous for, what you do, and what you're passionate about, and that is helping people market their businesses and themselves. Is that correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, I, the, I mean, it's, it's yeah. I, I do do an elevator pitch, but what I really do is an entire marketing conversation, which people don't really think about. You know, when you when you meet someone for five or ten minutes. Um, None of us really plots out what we're, what we're going to say. We don't have anything in advance as to what we're going to say. If someone says, what do you do? A lot of people get that glazed eyeball effect, you know, where they get, oh, that's interesting. And, and you know, you really, you, people leave a lot, of, a lot of interesting deals and money on the table because you can't maintain someone's interest and curiosity. And what I've done is mapped it out. So that so that people make can really make a lot more money and get a lot more business in the first five or ten minutes. And we're not just talking about something that you just read read a book on and you and you oh, no. and you're passionate about it. You've been doing this over six years, and you've I mean you've worked, helped companies increase their profits and what they're doing by large amounts. Well, I just got an email three weeks ago, which was lovely from. Um, uh, someone I client that I worked with years ago, and he had he bought my product, and he said, um, he said, Anna, I have to tell you, we just we just did eight million in six months at a Fortune 200, and thank you. And the same week, I got an email from somebody in Germany who said, I calculated that I just made half a million euros from your stuff in the last three years. What else have you got? So it really, it really half does a million work. Euros to dollars. What is that? I don't even know. Now. I, I think that's three quarters of a million dollars. So that's you know. That's really, it really does work. Um, and uh, uh, to go back, I mean, I'm sorry you had brought up the old brain. Um, y- it really does have rules. And uh, if, you, if you don't, if you ignore these rules, you, you will be ignored and your message will be ignored. So well, you know, I don't, so I, I know you have some great, uh, you have great products and you do, um, you, you consult with people and all those kind of things. Um, which which is great, and I want to let everybody know where to get those and everything. But what I'd like to do today is kind of get some of those golden nuggets from you, things that sure. today to to increase their their profits, their business, their mm-hmm. liability. Um, mm-hmm. um, I know that you took me in in just a couple minutes and uh, got me to the point where I knew that when I talked to somebody, they were going to hear me. Yo, yes. And day. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'm not kidding. It was it was incredible. So, anyway, um, let's go ahead and get in get into some of the things you do here. I mean, I've got a, a list of a few talking points I wanted to go over with you, and um, one of them is what was the uh, single biggest mistake people make when trying to talk about their business? The single biggest mistake they make is that they don't talk. In, I, I like to say it this way: they don't talk in buyer's language. We all try to make our business sound interesting or fascinating or or um, essential or critical, and everybody everybody tries to make it what we do sound really interesting. And the problem is that the person you're talking to doesn't care. And I can I can kind of prove this. I mean, we honestly don't care what someone does. We care what they can do for us. Exactly. And almost nobody talks like that. And what we should be focusing on is speaking is is one hundred percent of the conversation should be about them, not about. Is, it, is that that you know that old saying, uh, "My job is not to impress you; it's to impress upon you." Kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we we don't um, we don't speak in their language, and so consequently, do you hear that old joke they have when a man is scolding a dog? And he sits there and he says, now, don't chew that rug again because that's really impossible for you. And we're really upset and the whole family's mad. And all the dog hears is blah, 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 Rover, blah, 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 Rover, blah, 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 Rover. <laughs> Have you heard that? No. Well, it's, it's a, it's, anyway, it's a, it's a really old joke. But um, when you speak to people, the old brain is really searching for whatever is, is of interest to its own survival. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's searching for money, love, or health. And it, it's very fast, it's very quick, it's very fast, it makes instant decisions, and, it, you know, they have that old, um, that old saying that from 12 feet away I make up my mind about you, and from 12 inches away I, I, make, uh, I, I make a decision, and with the first 12 words out of your mouth I write you off. 
<laughs> and you so. really don't want that to happen. So, so uh, pay attention, pay real attention. I, I tell people to, to pay real attention to the rules of the the old or the lizard brain because this is the brain that triggers all decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, they say people buy on the people buy on emotion and justify it with logic, and that's that's true, but. The real, the, the only brain that triggers any all all the decisions we make is the old brain. And if we don't if we don't take care of this, if we don't address it, if we ignore it, your message is simply not going to get through. You're not going to get there. Mm-hmm. And people will give you that really polite, you know, that that polite face, <laughs> and they'll go, "Oh, how interesting!" But you can feel that like nothing's happening. Is this very different from a lot of the NLP stuff, like knowing the color of the person or the? The you know what what vibe the person is whether they're you know auditory, visual that kind of thing or you know and doing all the uh, what do you call it um, um, mirroring and all those techniques is this different than that? Yes, it is. I think this. I think all that helps. Um, but this is this is what's going on. What is going on in their unconscious when you're talking? Mm-hmm. And. Um, 100% of the message should focus on them. And I'm going to, to actually quote, I'll, I'll quote my rules, and it's actually the, the rules from the, the book, uh, Neuromarketing, with with permission, because I, I emailed these guys and said, you know, we're, I've been teaching the same thing. Would you mind if I quoted you? Because it's the science of what's happening. And well, that's a good thing about this book, right? You've been practicing this for six years, and they wrote a book explaining all the science behind um, all the things you've already been doing. I know, I know. And I thought, oh, my God, this is perfect. Actually, I have to make a distinction because their book is about corporate sales, which is mm-hmm. terrific, but that's not my field. Um, but they just happened to put this chapter in that said, you know, this is you know, what we're following. To focus then on what you do do. Uh, if you're on corporate sales, what kind of sales are you? Personal? Um, actually, I mean, actually, people have used this for corporate sales, but I don't, I don't use their techniques or their, you know, their. I don't follow their system. Um, you can use this for corporate sales. You can definitely use this in one-on-one, um, and actually, anybody can. Um, people who sell do very well with this system because if if you know how to sell, this is like giving you rocket fuel. And if you don't know how to sell, it's a really wonderful way to um, to kind of not sell. And I mean, it's a non-salesy way of selling. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's also it, a great way to build rapport, is it not? Oh yeah, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. And well, what happens is, um, for, for one thing, I mean, when you, when you talk about what you do, again, one hundred one hundred percent of your message should be should focus on them. And I always call this. The channel WIFM, what's in it for me? Because everybody is speaking. Everybody's got a conversation going on in their own head with themselves. So you have to kind of break in on this conversation because you think they're standing there waiting to listen to you, and they're really not. They're thinking, where can I get some more wine? My feet hurt. I wonder where I parked the car. And you have to break in on that conversation. And um, one of the things that's very interesting to pay attention to is that um, you, you, you're really concentrating on sending messages to this lizard brain. You really are. And that one of the things that, that, since it makes very quick, very fast decisions, you don't want to use, you want to use very high contrast. And I teach people to do, to do that using numbers. But high contrast is just, you know, before, after, fast, slow, cold, hot. You want to speak in simple, simple street language. Because if you say, um, I think this was in that, their book. If you say one, we are one of the leading providers, that's neutral language, and that literally doesn't get heard, which fascinates me. It doesn't get heard, and so a lot, and a lot of people will say that well, we're one of the leading providers of the you know leveraged uh, multiple scalable situation. <laughs> they use they use um, very abstract language and very neutral language. And that kind of language, I mean, the neocortex, our new brain, you know, the, the, the thinking brain, that it's okay with that, but the, but this old brain doesn't care, it doesn't listen to it. And, and, um, you don't want to confuse, you don't want to confuse this brain, you want to make your language and your message as simple and, and as, as, as clear as you possibly can. And what I add to, well, I'll just go through the other, the other, uh, the four other things here, if you don't mind. Um, sure. 
You so. use very, very uh, tangible, it likes tangible input, which I call pillow talk. You know, nobody rolls over in, in bed and says to their spouse in the morning, gosh, I wish I had a flexible solution on a leveraged scale for my business. I mean, nobody, nobody says that, you know. They say, boy, I wish I had more money. Gosh, I wish I had more clients. And so you use street talk. Um, one of my one client came to me a long time ago, and she said, oh, my God, I'm, you know, I'm just at, at my wit's end. I, she had this... She had myofascial tissue manipulation. She was a um, a body worker, and she said, "I just can't get people to understand what I do," and, and it was really hard to understand. And so what like we came up with, well, huh? Like roughing? Yeah, it was, but it was more inter- more intricate than that. It was very very interesting, and um, she and she she couldn't she could not get people to get it. And we came up with, "Have you ever seen?" Um, a ballerina with a 20-year-old body and a 60-year-old face. And she called me two weeks later and she said, I have three contracts for $2,000. You know, I'm so happy. Because people saw it. I mean, everybody, everybody, everybody's seen that. Everybody knows it. Everybody gets it. And anyway, so street language is, is it. Street language and pillow talk. And the other interesting thing is that um, the old brain likes beginnings and endings, doesn't like middles. And the way I have been teaching this for years is to teach extremely short stories. If you talk for longer than three sentences, um, we now know that the brain will go on hibernate just like a computer. And you really don't want it to go on hibernate because you want to, get, want to stay focused on you. So uh, what I show people is to, is to break up their message and just drop, like Hansel and Gretel in the forest, drop breadcrumbs. Very tantalizing, very, very beautifully put little breadcrumbs of information that that will tease and intrigue and arouse desire and make people curious and just keep dropping them throughout the conversation. Sounds and, like just holding up shiny keys and shaking them every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, for example, if, if, if um, the brain has a very short attention span, um, one of my clients was talking about how you know she she worked with a client and she Maria and Maria had this business and she just it was failing because she hated to promote she just didn't like marketing and she went on for a couple sentences describing about this and we changed it to Maria's um, business was failing because she hated to promote um, three weeks after my workshop she had nine new clients now that's one sentence there's no room to get bored there's no middle in there there's no room to turn off. Yeah, you know, this this is kind of perfect for today because I, I don't know what the numbers are. I haven't done the research. Yeah. Google did or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I would guess that we're getting with, you know, the YouTube generation and everything else, that our attention spans are getting even small, shorter and shorter because there's so much noise out there now oh, that you no. have to look at so much more information than we've ever had to look at before. I know. Yeah. 180,000 images a day. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's awful. Oh, it's um, insanity. And so this kind, this kind of um, technology is uh, actually could be really helpful for people who write blogs or do copy or just want to get somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. Because it works to the lizard brain, and it, I have a lot of problem with the middle. I keep thinking yeah. that if I don't have a lot of middle, then people are going to think they're, you know, that they're not getting their money's worth. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm listening to you going, maybe I'm putting too much middle. I'm not beginning and end. Well, see, the thing is that you can have maybe nine beginnings and ends. You can have nine very interesting, uh, very, very interesting little little tiny stories. And you don't have to have one big story that has a lot of middle in it. And this is, this is really kind of crucial. This is what I teach people to do. Because the thing is, I'll cover one more thing, and then I, I want to get to what, what, the old, what I call the old brain secrets. But um, the... The old brain is only triggered by emotions, and that's that's something that that is the cardinal rule. You have to do this when we hear something that we and we hear it with emotions. Our brains are flooded with um, a cocktail of um, hormones, and the synapses are stronger. And you remember. That's why Alzheimer's patients can remember songs, you know, 40 years later, and they can't they can't remember anything else because it goes into a different part of the brain. But the thing is. That everything, your message, if it, if it is not triggered by emotion, if, it, if your message does not contain emotion, 
it's not going to get back to the lizard brain. It won't reach the old brain at all, which is pretty pretty remarkable thing to think about. So you you really, I mean, people, so many people are just wasting so much time trying to explain what they do in a really logical, you know, neutral manner, and none of it's getting through. And the thing is, I mean, it's, it's, you might be able to remember what somebody said at the end of the day, but you're not gonna, you're not they're, they're not going to have leave any impression whatsoever. And, right. And uh, there are two things about this. I talk to groups of professionals, and they'll say, well, I don't want my um, you know, I've been trained not to be emotional for 25 years. I'm an attorney. I, you know, what do you mean I have to be emotional? And I don't mean you have to be emotional. You have to arouse a feeling state in the other person. So you don't have to feel a thing, but you have to arouse curiosity, desire, intrigue, interest, maybe a little bit of anxiety in the other person. And that's what will keep, that's what will make that message stick. So that three months later, that plus a fabulous micro story, what I call, I call them micro stories because they're one sentence long. And so, for example, you know, if you're, if you want a referral partner and you want somebody, you want to help your referral partners refer you. So you want to give them a fabulous one sentence story that's, that's, that, that is impressive them emotionally so that when they're, you know, sport fishing down in Baja three months later, um, one of my clients said, you know, I just want to be this guy. Oh, there's this guy. There's this guy. you got to meet him. And he's right because when they're sport fishing in Baja three months later, your, your referral partners, you want them to be able to say, oh, there's this guy. Yeah, he shaved 72000 off taxes for a friend of mine. you got to meet him. And see, see, all they remembered was that you shaved 72000 off of taxes of a friend of yours. But that enough, that's like a good game of telephone. You know, you just became really good gossip. Well, in my case, um, I remember I was um, running Twitter accounts for, for people. Yeah. I was building these huge mass targeted followings for, for people um, in business on Twitter. Yeah. And so people would ask me, what do you do? Well, I am kind of a Twitter guru, and I help people, um, you know, get the big followings on Twitter. And, you know, it's this long thing, and they've already glazed over. And, <laughs> and I think he said, give it a number. So I said, I, well, I, when people asked me what I did, I said, well, I take Twitter accounts for people like you, and I increase their follow, you know, their targeted followers by 1,000%. Wow. Boom, done. And, wow. And people went, tell me more. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Before, it was kind of like yeah. their eyes would glaze over and they go, well, where's the bar? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and have you seen Sally or Nancy or, you know. Yeah. And it was every time I got the response back, oh, wow, how do you do that? And can yeah. you do that for me? And, and Exactly. Really tell me more. And exactly. I was like, wow, this, it's, that's why I said it was like night and day. Wow. I hit that lizard brain thing that said, you can give me a 1,000% more followers, 1,000% yes. more clients. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I wouldn't. You know, I got a minute. Tell me. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. That, I'm so thrilled because um, my secret sauce to my whole system is to dollarize what you do and dollarize or quantify. And 95% of people who sell don't dollarize, according to Jeffrey Fox, who wrote Rainmakers, How to Become a Rainmaker. 95% of the people who are listening to this call or who are out there that you meet don't do this with their business. And it just floors me. Because if you put your business into numbers like you just did, and I would even add, you know, I increase your Twitter followers by a thousand percent within, within I'm making this up. I don't know how long you t- t- it takes you within three to six months or within thirty to ninety days. Yeah, it took me three months. So I did add that. I was okay. Yeah, within for three the months. For sake, I was trying to make it simple, but I would also add the date, which is exactly. Yeah, you quantify the number. You quantify the time, and when you add numbers. Your, I mean, your, your message, your, your business can change when you add numbers. I um, was working with, again, this, this guy in Germany who wrote me. He was taking a class of mine. He wrote me the second week in class, and he said, I just want to tell you, I just made an extra 40000 net last week um, using this dollarizing thing you taught me. And he said, it's so powerful. They don't even want to know what I do. They just want to know, can I do it for them? <laughs> exactly. And it's true. It's true. Well, was, and the, the funny the, thing is, um, I was talking. what you do. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, because it makes such big dif- a big difference, and um, you know people, and I, I love NLP, but people if, sometimes you know um, when I've run, you know I've been in MLM and we've had some teams, and if you're training your team, mm-hmm. sometimes you sit there and you go, uh, you know if you have to 
think about the person, how they're breathing and match their breathing and also mirror their every movement and find out if they're yet red, yellow, or green, if they're audio, visual, you know, in which way their eyes are shifting. It's too much to do. You know, I mean, you forget what you're going to say. I know. You have a little thing in your toolbox that, um, you know, where you can just hit their lizard brain right away and, yeah. and, and you're in and out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and that's what, that's really that's really the point because that's, that is how fast this brain works. This and brain it's not is even manipulative because huh? what you're doing is you're getting them to actually just hear you for a second. Exactly. Yeah. You're getting them. And the thing, we, we, we don't really realize this, but we all, we all walk around in trance states. Uh, because it's sort of a form of self-protection in one way. And you have to break through that trance state to get attention, particularly today. And um, we, you can do it within two to five seconds with, with dollarizing. It's just, it's unbelievable. Um, well, in the next 20 years, you know, with the new in, the age of Aquarius and the enlightened people, yeah. everybody will be in equatorial awareness, so we won't have to worry about it. But I guess right now you do. <laughs> yes. Um I wanted to give some examples, but I also wanted to talk about um, the other things to do or not to do. Um, don't use unhearable words, and this gets into dollarizing. And unhearable words are words people do this all the time. I mean, coaches talk about we're going. You know, I wanted. I just want to take people to the next level. Well, I mean, who does not do that? It's they're words that are so shopworn and so used, overused, that nobody hears them. We're committed to providing. We have core issues. You know, my work is life transforming. I mean. You, you just, it, we all, we're all guilty of it, we all use them. And um, I was working with this guy who was an insurance salesman in Connecticut, and he, they were the biggest mid-cap firm in Connecticut, and he said, we're a specialized insurance brokerage and risk management company. We provide a suite of value-added services to preserve our clients' assets. Well, I mean, you know, it went on from there. I was just, we put people to sleep, and he changed it. And he said, I said, what do you do? And he said, I discover between ten and 30,000 my clients didn't know they had in 60 minutes or less. And, wow. And, he, and everything changed for him, everything. And I have, a, I have an interesting question for you. If he could really do that, if he could really do that, do you care what he does? No. Do you care if he's an insurance agent? legal. Huh? Exactly, exactly. You know, you don't really care if he's an attorney or a broker or a wealth advisor or an insurance agent. You don't care what he does. If he can, and he, he's very smart, and he could do that. So, in you know, this is my kind of secret point here. We really kind of don't care. He could be an elephant in a pink tutu. He gets you thirty thousand dollars in sixty minutes. Um, but we care what they can do for us. So, that's the secret of dollarizing. It is just so powerful. I spoke to you. Know, how do you do it? Well, you translate what you do into money or time. And um, it's just electrifying. If I said to you, um, my doctor has this, man, my doctor is amazing. I mean, he's just an incredible guy. You've got to see him. He's the best surgeon in the world. I just, I love him. And if I said to you, my doctor invented 17 of the techniques now used by surgeons in 20 countries. Um, doctors fly in from uh, six, uh, three different continents to see him. He has a waiting list for six, a six-month waiting list. Who would you rather have operate on you? Wow. No, those are all super powerful. I mean, it's the same guy, you know? But who would you rather have? Who do you trust? <laughs> who do you trust to have operate on you? That's how powerful numbers are. Another thing I'd like, I, I ask people to do is, I hope I'm kind of wandering all over the place. Is this okay? No, that, 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 that you, and I'm looking at the questions I had for you, and you pretty much answered a bunch of them, so. Oh, good, okay. Um, Another one is um, trigger words, which is which comes straight from um, a, uh, Robert Cialdini's book, which is a famous, famous sales bible. It's a really good book. And trigger words are words. If I said to you, congratulations, I, I hear you have a new kid in the house. And if I said, congratulations, I hear, I hear you have a new baby in the home. Baby and home are trigger words, and they automatically have emotion attached to them. Mm-hmm. And there are many, many words like this. I have a whole list of them on my website. What, what, what's the big difference there? The, the, the big difference is um, that whether whether you know it or not, you've just been delivered a warm fuzzy. Your unconscious has just been delivered a warm fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And so trigger words are words, they can be good or bad. They could be 
you know, crack up, fat, failure, foreclosure, overworked, sabotage, or they could be good. They could be cash flow, cash funnel, godsend, gold circle, income. And, you know, people might think, well, that's all very nice, but, you know, I really, you know, it doesn't seem very important to me. And I had a woman call me up from Canada, and she said, I'm about to be fired uh, because I sell futures. I sell in an investment um, broker, and I sell wine futures for $5,000, and I can't get anybody to buy, and I'm on probation, and I'm scared. And I think these guys could buy $100,000 uh, investments because they're wealthy, but I just can't get anybody to, to listen to me. What can I do? So she called her her, um, her group, and she said, Hi, um, you know, I'm Jody, and I'm the firm's gold circle investment advisor. And gosh, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. You're not on my list. Uh, you certainly qualify to be in the gold circle, but I've called all my gold circle members last week, and I've only got four positions left at 100000 each. Are you in? And I called her two weeks later, and I said, how'd you do? And she said, I, I sold three positions at 100000 And I said, what did it? And she said, gold circle. They ate it up. Everybody wanted to be in the gold circle. <laughs> so that's my that's my definitive story on trigger words, <laughs> that they really work. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, you know, I'd like to say, well, that's, that's so corny. But when I go to seminars, and I'm a big seminar person, mm-hmm. uh, the first thing I do when I go to a site or, or – or am I talking to somebody about buying the tickets? Is do you have a do you have VIP? Is, I don't even is, ask what VIP will get. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of times I just want I, I just want the VIP badge. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, I do want to know for ninety nine bucks extra. I do want to know what it does. But I, but I'm always I'm looking for that. Mhm. Mhm. That's pretty good. That's that's really great. Yeah. Um. Another thing. Another thing that I. That I that I love is that when I say to people, use micro stories, break up your message. You know, break it up. For example, I was working with somebody who was a really good sales trainer, and she delivered this terrific message. I don't remember what it was, and what I call them, you know, dropping breadcrumbs or, or your string of pearls, or whatever. Um, uh, it's like dropping little breadcrumbs into the conversation to arouse more, a little more curiosity, a little more anxiety, a little more anticipation. And I don't really want you to, you to make people anxious, but what I want the anxiety be, to be about is, gosh, I wonder if they can do that for me. Mm-hmm. You know. And so she said, you know, she would have, I forget what she said, but people said, oh wow, you know, how do you do that? And instead of answering the question, she said, you know, all the techniques in the world won't help you unless you know the number one secret to sales. And that's just another little teaser in there. She didn't answer exactly. I mean, she's not, you know, I'm not asking you to tease people to death. I mean, but, you know, just that's another little phrase that arouses just a little more anticipation and a little more curiosity. So people are really, pardon me? Phrasing things in questions. Phrasing things in questions is marvelous. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, do you know the number one secret to a hotel? Did you know that 90% of the people in this room are underinsured? Do you know the one question that attorneys never want you to ask? So, I, yeah, I, this whole thing is like a cocktail of, of phrases built exactly around your business. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that you continually arouse anticipation. And anticipation, this is really funny, floods your brain with dopamine. <laughs> so the person kind of gets hooked on you. Okay, and so we've gone to going over the high end of these things, and you've given some really wonderful yep. information I think a lot of people can use. <clears throat> but I know you get into much deeper uh, understanding mm-hmm. and you talk much deeper on these subjects. Uh, anyway, we're talking to Ann Convery, and she can she's teaching us how to increase your business in two to ten minutes. Yeah. And so let's let's uh, tell everybody how we can get a hold of you, Anne. Oh sure, my my website is um, it's www.anconvery, which is A N N C O N V like victory E R Y dot com, and um, that's how to get a hold of me. And I'm on Twitter and Facebook. And okay, and what what kind of what kind of I know you have some courses. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I've seen some of your stuff. When you really get into more detail here. Mm-hmm. Uh, book and message and all these things, what kind of courses or what, what do you have so people can either um, do it on their own or do you have programs where you work a one-on-one? What do you do? Well, I, I do have one-on-one. Um, I have private, uh, customized one-on-one courses, 
in which um, you can really kind of turn your business around within four weeks to six weeks. And I work very closely with people, and I give them a, a lot of information to digest. But that those materials are yours, like for life. You can re, you can you know create messages for the rest of your life. And I also have a teleseminar I give twice a year, which is marvelous. I've had incredible results. It's great. It's a lot of fun, and it has a great deal of content and a forum where people interact and create. They really create their business messages from scratch. They really rebrand their businesses, and it's a lot of fun, and it produces uh, terrific results in terms of more money and more clients for people. And I have a product. This is important stuff, too. I know that every – I try to do it at least once a year, re- rewrite all my vision and mission and all that kind of stuff. But also my, going through my marketing copy, I'm always trying to refresh it. Mm-hmm. And I learned from a guy named Keith Cunningham that if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. So I'm changing all the time and then testing this stuff. Yes. But having um, having a lot of this information that you have so that I'm not testing stuff that doesn't work I mean, there's a big difference between testing a bunch of copy that doesn't hit the lizard brain and doesn't work yeah. against, you know, having these uh, little golden nuggets of information, like uh, about numbers and about the list of words, mm-hmm. um, would change my, you know, will change your copy, like, and, you know, leaps and bounds and quantum, you know, uh, steps. Mm-hmm. It so, does. Um, it, it really does. People write to me and say, um, well, somebody wrote to me and said, I just used uh, 30 of your techniques in 24 hours, and uh, this is also somebody from Europe, and uh, they said I I made 250,000 euros in 24 hours. So it, it, I'm, I say this just because it surprises me. I keep thinking, my Lord, how, you know, this, this really works. <laughs> but it does. It does. If you, if you, if you, the difference between focusing on that lizard brain and using numbers and dollarizing and quantifying is just, it's just remarkable. It's night and day, and I get very passionate. I also have, I forgot to mention, I have a product, which is a box set of CDs, um, which, in which people can do this for them on, by, by themselves, and I have a just a small intro intro product, um, which is kind of an introduction to all this. And um, what's the name of the product? A speak your business in 30 seconds or less. Oh, that's a good one. What is the <laughs> why don't they buy? Oh, the, the name of the, yeah, the name of the, um, the tele-seminar. I love it. It's You're So Brilliant, Why Don't They Buy? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And um, let's, let's, can we touch on that a second? Yeah, sure. Because I, I, there's a, you have the thing, you have the string of pearls, you have the Buddha self, um, you have oh, yeah. telling and brain teaser, and I wanted to go over those. Sure, yes, no, ask me. Which which one first? Well, String of Pearls, since it's the first one on my list. Well, the String of Pearls is, is the breadcrumb, or the breadcrumb. Oh, oh that's right, breadcrumb. Yeah, and um, I, I changed it to String of Pearls because I thought it, it uh, sounded better. But you're basically dropping little little bits of information, one-sentence questions or teasers or little bits of information. And, I, and to anybody who's listening, I don't mean you're withholding what you do. I mean that you are... Uh, deliberately arousing a brain. You're not being compelling in what you're saying. You're being compelling. You're being compelling and you're keeping their focus on you. And I, and I do have to add this. Um, you don't want to leave people satisfied. You really don't. Because, um, the, and this is from T. Falcon Napier, who is a genius. He's, he's done tremendous measures of stress in, on the human system. And we, um, according to him, we walk around in either power or power stress modes. Well, there's also apathy and stress, but we don't count those. Um, and if you say to somebody, if, if, for example, if someone says, my God, J.W., that's amazing. Tell me everything. How do you do that? And you tell them absolutely everything, you've just completely satisfied their need for information, and you've placed them back into their comfort zone. And nobody acts from their comfort zone. Everybody acts from, nobody acts from their, their place of power. They act from their place of power stress. I'm powerful enough to do something about this, and I'm stressed enough to want it. And right. so what I teach people to do is to keep people and, and really say goodbye. You know, it's really nice to meet you, and leave them hungry. But, but maybe, maybe 75% information and 25%, boy, I really need more of that. Leave them hungry. Don't leave them thinking, well, I've got, you know, I, I know everything. You know, I, I've heard everything I need to know, and maybe I'll call them someday. You don't well, want that. what you're doing here because you just said you had 30 different 
30 different steps, and it's like, that's incredible. And plus, I want the list of all these these powers. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it's just, yes. it's just going, man, I'm going to, after this call, I'm going to go hit you up for the course. Sure, of course. Um, absolutely, you're in. Um, all right. What, um, what's the Buddha self? The Buddha self. Oh, I love the Buddha self. Oh, it's the same idea. It's the same idea. When, when you are talking to somebody and they're getting, you can see they're getting interested or you can feel it. They're really interested, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't match their energy. And this is a big mistake. When, when somebody gets interested in what you do, most people get so excited and they think, oh, wow, they're, they're really interested. So, you, you know, you, get, you kind of wait. Your energy gets up and you say, well, man, let me tell you about it. And you match their energy. Theirs will go back down. <laughs> so, so what I ask people to do is remain very, very, very calm. And when when someone says, "Wow, that's amazing! You 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 you, you got a thousand Twitter followers in three months. That's incredible!" You don't sit there and say, "Yeah, I really do. Let me tell you about it." You say, "Yeah, I do." Well, um, doesn't that kind of fly in the face of what they, they teach all the time about enthusiasm is something that is contagious? Yes, and you can get it. You can get it, you can get a little enthusiastic. You can say, "Yes, it's really yes, it's it's wonderful. It's, it's a lot of fun for me. I've been doing it for months." But you don't emotionally match where they're going. Because if you do, then they don't have to be there because you're there. So they'll go back down. Ah. You want to keep them in a state of real heightened excitement because they, my God, a thousand Twitter followers in three months. How do you do that? And to you, you see, you're the master. It's easy for you. You're relaxed. I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're enthusiastic, but you're relaxed. Yes, it's wonderful. I love doing this. I love Twitter. It's fabulous. But you're not, you're not jumping up there on the high dive with them. Right. This is a, this is a really a question of energy, but it's more than that. You don't want them to place them back in their comfort zone. If they do that, they will not follow. They will not come after you. So they feel compelled to stay at a higher energy. Exactly. Yes. Oh, and you keep that, them there. That's really useful. Yeah. It keeps their attention open longer. Oh yeah. Mhm. Okay. So the other one is we went over dollarizing it, and um, what is the uh, well, I think everybody knows what storytelling is. Do you have like? Um, oh, I like to. We all I know like storytelling works. How do you become a good storyteller, though? Is that something that can be taught? Do you think? Yes, and I am really a bug on this because I want one sentence, one or two sentence stories. Because you do not want to, to give the old brain time to go and hibernate, and it will because it conserves the brain conserves energy. So if it thinks. Oh yeah, here comes the middle of a story, and we all we all know. Someone says, "Well, for example, everybody knows that for example, there's going to be at least five minutes per worth of conversation." So your mind wanders, right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to have any of that stuff going on, and so, for example, here we go. I just said, for example, I spoke to I was working with a woman. She was in my class, and she said, "You know," I said, "What do you do?" And she said, "Well, I teach women how to create six figure, six and seven figure businesses," and that's a real, that's a good that's a good. You know, that's a good way of putting what you do. Uh, it's a little abstract. It's a little neutral. But it was good. It was okay. But we changed it. And when we changed it, it just blew the roof off what she did. She could fill her workshops. Her, her, all of her copy changed immediately. Immediately. Okay, so we're going to ask you, how did she change it? Well, she changed it to, uh, you know, hey, what do you do? Well, let me give you an idea. When I met Peggy, she was in tears. She had $11 to her name. Three months later, she had 350000 Now, that's a story. It answers every single thing the old braid wants. It's emotional. You can see it. You can see Peggy in tears. It's got amazing contrast, $11 to 350000 It's visual, and it's emotional. I mean, yeah, if, I want if to you have... the story. Yeah, and I know. But have I got your attention? Absolutely. Yeah, and do you care what and do you care what this this woman does, as long as she can do that for you? What's your this, the first thought you want these people to think is, wow, could she do that for me? Yeah, well, more like, can she do that for me, or do I have to do something? Yes. yes. But yes, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm lazy by. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, do, well, yeah, but you want to find out. No, you actually, you know, I'm, I'm goofing out. You absolutely yeah. want to find out. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And, and stories are also, and I said this before, but stories are also the best way 
for people to for your referral partners. If, some, if somebody really likes you and they want to refer you, it's much easier for them to remember a story about you than it is to remember, you know, oh, yeah, she's a, a business coach and she works with uh, uh, struggling entrepreneurs. And it's much, it's, it's, that's hard to remember three months later. But any, everybody will remember the lady who took somebody from 11 bucks to 350000 in 10 months. Everybody would remember you. I, I, you know, I told you to go to a lot of seminars, and I'll come back, and I'm, you know, and the first thing I do is, you know, that guy, I can't remember any of the speakers' names, yeah. you know, or, or yeah. what they were selling. Yeah. All I remember was the story. Exactly. what they did or what, yeah. what the hot thing about them was. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. I mean, you, you, and so this, that's why stories are so powerful. Also, when the brain hears a story, the, the defense is lower. Because it's really funny. It, it brings us back to childhood, and the brain thinks, oh, good, a story. So the defense is lower, and the story goes in to, um, it goes right past all those defenses we have against, don't sell me, you know, and it goes in um, much more easily and stays, stays much longer. Okay, so what's a brain teaser? I actually, you know, we know what a brain teaser is, but how does that work? Well, personally, I love brain teasers. And um, and there, this is and, and not everybody can use them, but if you're at a backyard barbecue and you feel like having fun with people, and someone says, "What do you do?" and you don't want to be all businessy, or well, or you're in a profession that that is just overcrowded, and someone says, "What do you do?" you can say something like, um, "I find buried treasure." Now, what you want to do is. You want to snap that person's attention to you because they're kind of bored and not really, they're half listening and, you know, they're kind of half paying attention to you. And if you say, I find buried treasure, they can't possibly label you. And uh, one of the things that I ask, I beg people not to do is please don't use the verb am. Because if you say, I am an attorney or I am a realtor, the first thing that the other person thinks is, I've got one, I don't need you. Oh, yeah. That's... You know, or they think, oh, one of those. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and so, what, what can they do for you? Not with yeah, and they you, you don't want to you, you don't want to label yourself because I've already labeled you, so don't help me. And right. So a brain teaser. So if I say I find buried treasure, you can't possibly label me. You have no idea what I do, and it's amusing, you know. And you, you and you have to say, well, wait, what do you mean? And um, the, actually, the insurance guy used that, and he said, "Well, on average, I find between you know ten and thirty thousand my clients didn't know they had in sixty minutes or less." So, cause his thing was, he said, "Ann, I can't tell people I'm an insurance. I clear the room." You know, Woody Allen's idea of hell was being caught in an elevator with an insurance guy. And he said, right. "I just don't want to use that word." So he used a he used a brain teaser. What do you do? I'm the fairy godmother. You know, I teach people how to have the Snickers bar and how to achieve their ideal weight in six months or less. And so they're just, they're funny, they're, they're guaranteed, they're just created to amuse people and to snap them out of their, out of their judgments. Well, that's cool. So people, how long did it take people to really kind of get comfortable with your, your stuff and learn the stuff and actually be able to use it? Um, you can, I would say it would take about four to six weeks to really begin to notice changes in your business. Of course, a lot of the stuff you can use I, right now. Oh, oh, yeah. A lot of stuff you can, you can yes, a lot of, please, everybody, go out and dollarize. You know, a lot of stuff, things you can use right now. I mean, so it can change. That's not too bad. Four, what did you say? You didn't say four to six, did you? Um, no, I said um, four to six weeks to really understand how to do this in, you know, in social media and in copy and in marketing and to really change oh. your marketing. But you can change, you can change the way you approach your clients in in half an hour or in an hour. Right. Well, this stuff is so powerful, Anne. Again, where can they get a, people get a hold of you? Um, www.anconvery, A-N-N-C-O-N-V, like victory, E-R-Y, dot com. You know, I really want to thank you for coming on today. Um, I knew that you would have tons of great information for um, my listeners and uh you know, I've always enjoyed speaking to you, and your stuff <laughs> just blows me away. Thank and you. I thank you so much for that. Thank you. Oh, I had I had one more point. Could you, do I have time to make it? Oh, please. Yeah? yeah. Oh, okay. I always just want an extra nugget of gold, sure. Okay. Thank you so much. Just in case anybody is on the phone and thinks, 
I can't dollarize. I don't sell money. And a lot of people think that. Um, you can always, um, always quantify. And this is my favorite story. I don't know if anybody's heard this before, but uh, I was talking to a 1,000 DJs in Las Vegas, and they said, well, we can't dollarize. We sell good times. And I said to this guy, you know, how long can you, how many people can you get onto the dance floor? He said, 400. And I said, well, how long does it take? And he said, 20 minutes. And I said, um, how long can you keep them there? And he said, uh, four hours. And I said, so you can get 400 people onto a dance floor in 20 minutes, and you can keep them there for four hours. Now, is that more impressive than we sell good times? So if you can't, if you can't dollarize because you're not selling money, you can quantify. You can put numbers to anything you do. So I please, everybody out there, please start putting numbers to everything you do. So, J.W., thank you so much for allowing me to say that because I'm really passionate about oh, it. I'm glad you brought that up because that is that is very important. A lot of people probably got hung up on that thing. Well, how do I dollarize what I do? Yeah, yeah. How do I put numbers to what I do? Yeah, that's yeah. really that's a tough one. So yeah. I'm glad you were able to get that out. So, well, Anne, any you. more nuggets I can sneak out of you before let <laughs> you go? Then. Um, I'm uh, I'm not quite sure. I know you said to leave them hanging. Leave them hanging. Uh, um, well, just uh, we've covered a lot of stuff. The um, Zagarnik effect, which means to just remember to leave them unsatisfied, leave them a little hungry for more. And remember that power stress state. That's a state of slight anxiety in which the person will make a move, and that's where you want them to stay. You want to put them there, and you want to keep them there. They're hanging on your every word. about that whole thing is you can do that in conversation. You can do that in copy. Absolutely. Absolutely. In many different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been unbelievable, and Thank you so much for spending. I know you're busy. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thank you. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much. J.W., you're a terrific interviewer. This has been great. <laughs> you rock. Thanks a lot. Anyway, everybody, this is J.W. Nigerian with the wonderful Ann Conbury saying, have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the JW360 Show with JW Nigerian. You can find JW360 at JW360.net. That's JW360.net. JW360 is the property of Meta Media Group. JW360 is the trademark of Meta Media Group. And this audio is copyright 2011 and all rights are reserved. 